Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. Welcome to Sound of Truth. We're going to talk about the book of Leviticus. Leviticus 1 through 9. I don't Niner. know how many people... It's almost like a joke to say when, to someone who's not been able to make it through the, reading the Bible in a year if they've yep. tried it. It's almost like a joke. The common statement is, I got stuck in Leviticus. Yeah. I hear, I hear you. I hear you. And we are here. And again, I'm glad it hasn't hit me yet. That's good. But man. it might. It may. So Some people like to watch paint dry. <laughs> I don't think this is that. I, honestly, I find myself asking myself asking a bunch of questions. Let's let's go into one of those questions. Right. Well, so it talks about a lot of different offerings. Mm-hmm. That's know? a lot of this section is a dealing lot with of it. different types of offerings and what they represent and how we're how not we today, but in the old covenant, God's people were to worship. In terms of this process, they went through to approach How? the temple yes. and offer sacrifices, which we don't have to do anymore. Praise the Lord because of Christ being the final sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the, what this section is about. Only the only offering, details I mean, about that. burnt offering, grain offering, sin offering, peace offering. Right. Now, the only offering we have to bring is our entire life, just kind of our life yes. offering. Bam. But that's kind not of simpler. The difference also that their offerings were for covering of sin. Us presenting our life to Jesus is not for covering of sin. It is a response for him covering It's because our sin. of the covering right. of sin. It's not for covering sin. It's because of the covering of sin. Right. And in a sense, too, for them it wasn't either because it was looking forward to the final sacrifice, as the book of Hebrews tells us. Mm-hmm. These sacrifices truly couldn't atone for their sin, but it was all setting up the messianic expectation. Right that there had to be a great sacrifice to cover sin, and that great sacrifice was Jesus Christ. So, But getting back into the details of the instructions yeah. for them regarding these offerings, you have some questions. I do, too. Right, and, and I, you kind of prefaced this a little bit by saying, you know, it talks about the what of the offering and the why of the offering, but I don't, a part of me thinks it doesn't really get into the why. It's not getting mm-hmm. into, like, I found myself asking a lot of like, why God? Why, would you, why, why is this p- part there? And he doesn't give us too much explanation. He just kind of gives us the description, right? right? And so the first thing, you know, I was talking about and the thing that jumped out to me was, you know, I'm really hungry. And we got to that grain <laughs> offering, got to that grain offering section here in, in Leviticus chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. He, he goes through, and it's interesting to me, hey, if you're going to bring... A grain offering, I want you to, uh, if, if you're going to bake it, this is how you bake it. If you're going to fry it, fry it like this. If you're going to kick it in a, cook it in a pan like this and crumble it a little. He says, like, and crumble it if you, if you do it in a pan. If you griddle it, do it like yeah. this. And at the end of the section, he talks about no grain offering. This is verses 11 through 13. No grain offering that you bring to the Lord shall be made with leaven. For you shall burn no leaven nor any honey as a food offering to the Lord. As an offering of first fruits, you may bring them to the Lord, but they shall not be offered on the altar for a pleasing aroma. You shall season all your grain offerings with salt. You shall not let the salt of the covenant with your God be missing from your grain offering. With all your offerings, you shall offer salt. So that was the first thing, and we talked about mm-hmm. this, but it, it, you know, it does kind of talk about that. You shall not let the salt of the covenant with your God be missing from your grain offering. So salt did, uh, you, you, you and I had talked about this in the break, and I didn't catch it the first time, but yeah, it's right there. Salt did represent this lasting covenant, mm-hmm. if you want to dig into that a little bit. Yeah, so the yeast and the honey were off limits, but the salt was required. Mm-hmm. So why are these two items off limits? Honey 
which is not always a negative thing in the scriptures. I mean, God used the word honey. The milk. In a this very... is the land of milk and honey. Yeah. Which I always use with Daisy when she's like, listen, babe, maybe we shouldn't have so much milk. Maybe we shouldn't have any honey. And I'm like, no. This Those thing. are rewards and blessings that the Lord wants to bestow upon his people. So, Daisy, you want to cover your ears in this portion of the <laughs> podcast so Rick doesn't have, you know, to stop using honey. Um, yeah. So, why, why were they prohibited? You know, in, in our research, no scholar could say for sure why, because Leviticus doesn't tell us exactly why right. they're prohibited, but we have some hints, maybe, mm-hmm. particularly when it comes to leaven. Yeah. Leaven, in the New Testament, has very much imagery of corruption. A little leaven corrupts the whole mm-hmm. lump of the bread. I, I know that was a misquote, but mm-hmm. it was generally... The leaven of the Pharisees. The leaven of the Pharisees. This corrupting influence. Unleavened bread is bread that didn't rise because there, was, there wasn't leaven put in there. Mm-hmm. And so it's the idea if you put leaven, it'll impact the bread and cause it to rise. It only takes a little bit only a to little corrupt bit. the whole thing. Yeah. So there we get a little bit of idea. It's a maybe symbolic a symbol- sort of thing. Symbolic of, of uh, corruption. Corruption, yeah, sin. Honey, there was a little bit of there's speculation among scholars that the, the problem with honey was that was a common gift offering to the false gods. Right. And so the Lord Yahweh wants to be distinct and you know they bring honey to their gods, but you're not going to bring honey mm-hmm. to me. So don't get it confused with this other worship, right? right? So that might be a possibility, but otherwise we really don't know exactly the why behind it. Now with the salt, I think it's a little bit easier. Oh yeah, because and it gives us that. Yeah. It gives us that, and and you know His covenant with us is permanent. Salt represents flavor, mm-hmm. but the permanence idea. The Lord's everlasting covenant, covenant. And I think about the psalm writer, I think it's maybe Psalm 136, where he keeps reporting, repeating over and over after every statement, loving kindness to the Lord lasts forever, yes. something to that effect, yeah, um, over and over and over again. Yeah. It's forever. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. Um, his covenant to his us. covenant is forever. It's right? forever. And salt represents keeping something permanent. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2021.